AKA Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Krakoa Radio. It is me, the Dowager of Table Day. You're fabulous. Oh, wait, Table Day. That, no, I'm Table Night. Sorry. <laughs> Girl. Not you forgetting your table, see, I have, I have Immortal X-Men in my mind already. Could I, I, could I rewrite it this morning? And the change between Sobanar and Lactuna was like, Lactuna was like, okay, this is a table day situation. You got to get the girl, get the girl together. We got to, we got to handle this. Thing. <laughs> this we'll get to it, but we'll get, we'll to, get it. to it. But I love that entire sequence. I loved it. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's me, table night. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm here with my fellow co-host, Black Word. Hello, hello. It's the scribe of Table Dust, here to give y'all stories, information, a read or two, everything you need to know uh, that is accurate and correct, I'm here to provide. Um, keep it cute, keep it simple, follow us on Twitter. And finally, because we are without Dr. Showtime today, finally my esteemed colleague, our peacemaker, the one God Bonte. What's up, everybody? The Regents in the building. Table day. I missed everybody. Looking to have a good show. Get to the tea on all this X-Men red shit. Let's get it popping. Today, we are going to be discussing uh, Immortal X-Men number five, X-Men red number five, and Legion of X number four. We are starting first with Legion of X, so... Before we begin, um, I just wanted to say that if y'all are cute and follow me and you live in Columbus, let me know that, all right? I should... Someone just followed me on on Instagram, right? And they've been a mutual minds for a little bit. I did not know they were in Columbus, and I did not know they looked like this. (laughs) I did not know they looked like this. They're 25. I'm like, it could have happened. We could have got this. It could have happened. It could have happened. You done missed out horribly. Listen, it's because I don't be out here in these streets. No one in Columbus knows I'm here. No one in Columbus knows who the fuck I am. Um, Y'all hang out with these street people out here. Y'all hit Steven up. Don't leave him hanging like that. I need more gay friends. I need more uh, friends of the LGBT community out here in Columbus. There's a lot of them. They just don't talk to me. You know, Steven is single. Steven is single. I am single. I'm ready to mingle. Um, I'm ready to start a um, a kind of adorable three month relationship before I just get tired of you and move on. Oh, Henry's chest is sitting right today too. I just want to honor There's that. Your abs, too. your titties, everything's look nice today. Titties is tittying. Trying, <laughs> trying to titty today. I mean, though I can't go inside of a gym because of the fucking monkeypox. Mm. I'm so over it. I'm so. I think. I think that's what's also fueling my depression again. <laughs> I feel the spirit of depression starting to come over me again. I have, to, I have to make some hard decisions over the next few weeks because, like, I can't live like this. Like this monkeypox shit is getting on my nerves. And I, and I and I and I don't judge anyone that is in a state or city that is less inundated with this disease but if you are in new york dc or la you have my sympathies i've been because- avoiding the monkeypox conversation um publicly this last week because people have gone from respectable to weird 
um, lately. And I've just been like, do I even address it or do I just keep moving? And I've, for the most part, just been keep moving. But New York, you have my heart, you have my sympathies, you have my love. I think, I think the thing about, like, social media discourse is that, like, I think there's, it's, it's in everyone's best interest, especially with large platforms like all of us have on here, to, like, not talk about everything all the time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's kind of just like you just don't want to, you just shouldn't talk about. Right now, monkeypox is my thing. I am in the Washington Post. You all are welcome. Um, I have another, I have another interview this week with a German publication. I have another interview with someone on Monday about racial inequities around monkeypox. Um, so monkeypox is consuming my life right now. Um, but I, I think the thing that's that's just frustrating for me right now with everything going on beyond the failure of government, which is you know part for the course of being an American. Mm. Um, it's just like people are still like partying and doing stuff. And there was a, a tweet sent to my group chat this morning about the girls walking around with flashlights at some Fire Island sex party to make sure you didn't have pox marks or bumps or anything. And like <laughs> aspects of it, like <laughs> shit like that has been weirding me out. Like I think you also saw the tweet from um, the person who enjoys a good cum dump uh, mm. festival um, mm. marathon for sport. And I didn't have any explicit takes on it, but I saw some people say, well, of course you got it. Ha, 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 LOL. Yeah. And I was like, that's a little weird, but I know yeah. how y'all feel, how y'all got during the quarantine. So I, this is part of the cultural force right now is to shame people. But then there's also the aspect of taking that step far. says, how can you be in the gym? Even though I did see on their tweet, they said, we cannot corroborate right. it. So we literally have to take their word for it. We literally have to, that the right. doctor advised that you can go out if your scars have healed. Um, right. And now you guys, without your medical degree, and of us on the council, only one of us has a medical degree, mm-hmm. coming out the woodwork to say, like, you still shouldn't have shown up. You should have just sacrificed your own blase, blase, not shown up. This is why you got it in the first place. You're sick. You're nasty. And all this going viral, attacking this person, belittling this person, like, for shit you don't even understand or know, just for the joy of belittling a person. Like, that was disgusting to me, and I don't condone it. Um, I saw specific people who would typically speak on it, not choosing not to. And because we are a podcast and I do stand for truth, I'm discussing my own friend, Nico, uh, avoiding the conversation because, like, it's responsible not to, like, use your platform for shit like that just because you could. Because the conversation can get really dangerous and really bad really quickly, especially with people only joining in for the salacious elements of the story. Right. And that's kind of like the displeasure of being popular or having a large following on social media is that once you tweet about something, you never know which tweet is going to grow legs and just move. And then it creates a, a situation where everybody's arguing in your comments about something that are different from what you initially intended, and it just ruins the whole thing. And the thing that's really bizarre, and I agree with you also, Stephen, is that people are not being nuanced enough to understand the complexities of how this affects sex workers and how how we need to be more supportive of sex workers in this moment in regards to the fact that, like, number one, that they are in survival sex work. That means that's their only form of income. And you going to the gym is a part of you maintaining your image as a sex worker. Mm-hmm. I can't sit here and be like, oh, you're terrible because you went to the gym. But 
at the end of the day, a lot of you motherfuckers have COVID and go out and do God knows what and do whatever, nor you're sniffling and sneezing, haven't taken a test or anything. Where's the nuance? Where's the compassion? Where's the concern? Where is the grace? And it's not there. And I think that's really the part that's really bizarre to me because the the the, the come up the come dump guy in particular, it's not even a situation of me yucking his yum. It's like it's a not for me situation. However, not for me does not mean it disgusts me. Not for me means it's not for me, plain and simple. And I'm not going to sit here and have conversations about someone's choice or how they have consensual sexual situations with that going on. People walk into that room or whatever, like, everybody knows that what's going on in the world. Like, I really hate this thing in queer culture where we still have to have unpackings around STI, sexual health, how things are spread, consent, what consent looks like. Like, I'm just tired of it. It's just like, y'all know if you have consensual sex with someone without a condom or you have consensual sex with someone who is anonymous, there is a risk that you are taking on a multitude of levels. You have to be aware of that. Now, people disclosing of information, disclosure is also weird also because disclosure also can risk your harm and your safety. As someone on this podcast who lives with HIV, was diagnosed with HIV in 2006. The world was much different around disclosure. I disclose and have always disclosed out of my own fear of my own safety. I have not disclosed because I want you to know my status or that I'm telling you because I'm worried about your health. I'm telling you because I'm afraid of what you could do to me if you find out haphazardly through someone else that I have HIV. That was always my main concern. Mm-hmm. Always, despite the fact that my larger fear was my family finding out without me telling them. Thank God I have permission to tell them on my own within my own time, and that's been my blessing. However, I just think that like people are being callous about this whole monkeypox thing, and it's coming like, well, it's coming like, well, I don't do it, you do, blah blah blah. And it's like, girl. We all doing we all doing fuck shit at all hours of the day and night, and some of us some of us are mitigating the risk in different ways. Right now, I have chosen to be sexually monogamous with one person, and even though me and that person are vibing more than just the sex, but no, if, if I also was not kicking it with him, I would not be fucking right now, especially because where I live at, I would just be chilling. But I think people are just being really mean and callous. Thank you for letting me know. That's that. a shame. Mm-hmm. That's, that's part of my irritation all this week about like being behind the scenes and getting people vaccinated and being aware of people telling me candidly about them now having monkeypox, what they're experiencing, and dealing with all of that in silence and by myself and not really being able to talk about it in that part in that part of it, but being aware that this shit is very real. It is very much spreading. I, I, I'll say in New York City, um, I can't really speak for other areas because I don't live in other, in other spaces, but I think people need to be thoughtful until we get this thing f- figured out. And also the secondary part that I need to talk about soon on my social media is no one knows when the second shot is coming because a lot of government government and governmental entities are deciding that we're going to withhold the second shot until everybody gets most of the first shot and i'm just like 
Mm. That still leaves me like with a 35 percentile chance of me still getting the virus versus me having a two percentile chance if I'm fully vaccinated. Okay, go off. I'm already living with HIV. I don't need anything. I don't need, I don't need anything else. I got one monkey on my back. I don't need two. What a time to be an American. What a time. <laughs> I need I need my life and my financials to get together so I can hurry again to this expat life because I'm I'm tired of living in the ghetto. Anyhow, any other thoughts? Um, fuck the niggas on the internet, each and every fuck one of you, except the ones who are about us. Uh, you the real ones, pop holding it down. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard in the ghetto. <laughs> pop holding it down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I caught that reference. <laughs> See, this is why we have a podcast um, where we can have joy. And this is why um, escapism is important uh, for Black yeah. queer people, especially because, like, this shit gets hard. And so, like, you know, we've had the last two, three weeks in comic books, and people have debating, like, you know, the merits of this shit. Um, fiction has a power. I'm really feeling this right now because I just finished Sandman, and Sandman is really is an artist's ode to like emotion and like its role, like these esoteric metaphorical constructs and their role in your everyday like life. And like I was talking to Giannis and I was discussing dream and death as being like me, my two bags in terms of the personifications because dreaming and death and like these two concepts work very coherently with writing and being a writer. Dream especially. Everyone who's fucked with Dream has gone full-blown. I want to be a writer in this show (laughs) because there's a power to creating something that people care about and creating something that people can escape to. Um, There have been characters in the show who literally are being abused and their only escape is in their dreams and imagining something that has merit to them. I also watched everything, everywhere, all at once before I watched Sandman. So I'm very deep in my emotions today. (laughs) I'm very deep in my existential emotionality today. Um, But we have comic books to discuss. Uh, And we took a week off, and we know you guys are hungry, so we got your juice. So what's first on the docket? Is uh, Legion of X number four. Um, Everybody scores? Vontae? Six. Uh, Legions of X, I give it a. I'm gonna give it an eight. I, I I have to agree. I give it an eight. This 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 issue gave me something that I didn't expect. Minus the sex scene with you know the sex with uh, weaponless Zen because weaponless Zen was using her weapon on she Nightcrawler. And Nightcrawler was oh. using that tail oh, too. Man. From my other. <laughs> But didn't we just discuss like Nightcrawler being a big ass freak? Like the last, like, I don't know if it was on like the main page or whatever, but, or I don't know if it was, Steven, I think you said something about him. Be, like, you made a tweet about Nightcrawler being a freak and comparing him to um, uh, Nightwing. Oh, my second viral tweet in two days. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I said, um, who's nastier, uh, Nightwing or Nightcrawler? So many people, too many people said Nightcrawler. Honestly, I I'm like, Nightcrawler. yeah, Nightcrawler, Nightwing is a homie hopper. Definitely. He's a homie hopper. 
Nightcrawler is nasty. <laughs> yeah, Nightwing got Nightwing got that ass. I will say he has add more ass over Kurt. But as far as uh, performance and stuff in the bedroom, I would definitely give it to Kurt because Kurt don't have her. that tail for no reason. Nightcrawler was nasty talking. He said, "Give me another round. I'll show you what I can do with this tail." Like, and then weaponless then weaponless then weaponless then she she gave like the most realistic response. She was like, "Boy, we don't went four times already." She <laughs> like, says, "Enough." She said, I'm tired. She, she said, "I'm tired." She said, "Look, I'm on a rocky, but I'm tired. Like, can we do something else?" <laughs> four times enough. She says, "One is recreation, two is indulgence," and then she indulged. I mean, I don't blame her. I know that furry dick got some maneuvering to it. And you know he was telepor- he was doing some freaky shit with teleportation. Can't nobody tell me nothing. It's not just that teleportation. <laughs> it's the acrobatics. It's the dexterity. Mm-hmm. It's oh, he can probably hit it and like he probably hang you upside down. Oh, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. It's coming from different areas, and he can. Fence. <laughs> He's a fencer. He can sword fight. angles you know for some reason I've had two hookups this last week right Um, not bragging just saying what is what it is and people underestimate what you can do with just your hands if you know the male anatomy well enough Mm -hmm. and I'm like he says I don't like someone was just like one guy was like I don't know what you're doing but don't stop and I was like very much just I just know what your G spot is that's it. <laughs> very minimal. It's just like one hand. Very just. I just know where that where it's at and what to do to it. I feel sorry for whoever you've been sleeping with in the past. I don't think I'm even doing that well right now. This is not my best. This is Eska playing rock paper scissors. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah. Did y'all see the twist coming? Um, I did not. I, at the end of at the end of Legion of X. Mm-hmm. I, I okay. So first of all, two things. Um, other things. Um, the shade with Legion and, and Professor X's eyebrow. Like, girl, your eyebrow missing. Um, that was great. <laughs> um, fix your brows, bitch. <laughs> fix your brows and try to fix me, bitch. Um. I need to understand this whole thing with Legion and um, and Warlock. I need to come back to that. But uh, that's the thing I didn't really understand. And I, oh, I love Kurt being shown as a white boy. Um, and I love the, the amalgamation of all the trickster gods. I thought that was... And then for him to be black, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing, that, the thing that was interesting to me is that did Orosarada summon this god? Or start believing was she the first first believer? I'm yeah. So essentially, I think that is true is that she's the first believer. But it also makes sense that um, Araka, which is an amalgamation of cultures, would take their human gods with them and recreate them over in Araka. That's what I suspect happened. So you have a. It's basically very much what happens with African Americans when we, uh, you know, took a bunch of symbols that ancestrally were ours and then we just revamped them to protect them so we continue worshiping them but then over time they just became different things that had a fundamental source to them 
So basically, it looks like Oros Rada definitely did that because the other gods summoned weren't originally from Earth. Like, the Thunder God from the first issue was a completely original country creation. Mm-hmm. And then here, this is the God that they took with them from Earth. Notice every God they mentioned probably definitely did exist a thousand plus years ago or 5,000 plus years ago. So it went, I'm, I was created from a Nanzi. I have um, Loki's mischief in me. I have all these different constructs, which I'm put a pin in that because I've, I talked about this with Giannis. Um, it confuses me when they talk about the Asgardians as metaphorical gods. And yet they're also a race of people. But there's a whole theory with that that we can save for later. But she dragged that god with them and hated him. And it seemed like she hated it because she's like, you're not the god that we had originally. Like, we got lost. She talks about being the lost culture a lot and being a lost tribe of people. Um, and, like, she never really elaborates on what she feels like they lost. But, nigga, they lost a lot when Okoro, like, shattered. They don't talk about that a lot. But, like, that shit's traumatic. Yeah, I, 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 I have so many questions, and now I'm like really calling out uh, Or Serata into court because I have some questions, babe. Like, what's going on? She's like, not apologizing. Yeah, she's not going to apologize. That's my but bitch. I, my table. <laughs> I, I just don't. I just don't understand. Like, I just don't understand. Like, how she would do this, and then also, I mean. Out. And why, and why are you destroying gods? Like, what are you getting out of that? It makes sense to me why she's destroying them because it's very much a Capricorn's, like, dilemma, which is no one can judge me because I judge myself the most harshest. And nothing is good enough because I've, I have witnessed perfection. And so, like, the gods who keep coming to her and, like, going, oh, we can save you. And it's like, you're, every god I've met is subpar because you're not meeting the standard of which I'm used to. And so it's very much like, if she's used to gods like Thor, because Thor probably could have handled the Amethi. What the fuck is these random, random extras who were just trying to pilfer you for your worship? Thor doesn't need worship. Thor don't even answer a prayer, but like once every 10 years, you need him to find the plot. You know who's a goddess worth worshiping? Storm is. That's who needs to worship. But, like, fundamentally, I think that's what's going on with Orosarada. She's like, it's the Iraqi culture of only people who earn their merit are worth it. And if you haven't earned your merit, you're not worth it. My dog, y'all can hear my dog right now. He wants to come inside, and yet I'm not letting him inside. There's a boy dog and there's a girl dog here. Imagine why I can't let him them around each other. <laughs> well, but on top of that, I do want to get into how Kurt handled Xavier in this data page because I really respect Kurt for even though you know certain things with his beliefs and how he's handling certain situations, even though it differs from the Quiet Council. I'm glad that he's standing his ground with Xavier because Xavier has been treated just something like absolute shit this entire this entire series. We're gonna say that too. But it's like 
it's like the entitlement. Oh well, you know, I, you need to check in with um, with me about Juggernaut, and then um, the whole thing with um, um, Banshee being Ghost Rider and him um, wondering if Kurt has anything to do with that, and then um, basically um, him questioning him about um, uh, the, I guess, the altar and everything. It was like. Kurt basically stood his ground and told the nigga to mind his business. So I really appreciate Kurt for that because it's like Xavier is too entitled and trying to get all up in Kurt's shit. Trying to turn things, like basically just trying to regulate his shit. And I'm happy that he stood his ground with that. He really thought the summer table would be his secret police, basically. And mm-hmm. that is the main issue. Like He put Colossus only not because Colossus is worthy, but because Colossus would fall in line. And now we yeah. see where that fuck's going to take him. He used a whole... like I think in this era, the main thing about like Destiny of X is that it's the downfall of like Xavier. If, but Magneto is going up because we can admit that he wasn't really wrong about shit. And the only person who's still on his side is Chris Claremont, which I'm happy we didn't. Uh, I'm those we did not discuss that fucking rant he went on. Chris Claremont did in that thread. He was at some comic convention, and then he went on a rant about how much he hates um, House of X. He hates Krakoa as a politic. He does not think Araka will be around in ten years. Um, he wanted. He said, "Like I had this idea for a story where." Uh, Kitty would be adopted by Storm and Black Panther, and then she would become the like black cat or the shadow cat, and she'll be trained in the Wakandan arts. And I'm like, that sounds horrible. That's terrible. And I was like, oh, okay, you got to kill your idols. Yep. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, you already Uncle Chris is her. losing it. <laughs> yeah, because you don't already root kind of like she's kind of trying to make up for it now or writers are trying to make up for it now or whatever, but you kind of already ruined her when you had her dropping the N-word like fucking three times and for no fucking reason. Like, okay, your message was, your message was, I get your message, but that the bitch didn't need to say the N-word. So we're right. still trying to get past Shadowcat saying that shit, you know, because you know Twitter likes to pull up History. <laughs> it's that it's scene, the, the scene thing. of the thing pulling Storm's hair. Yeah, basically. So my thing with that is, you kind of already fucked that situation up. I'm not gonna completely, you know, not Claremont because he has made good stories. He made like Extreme X Men. I will say was a very good run. I will give him that. I enjoyed that thoroughly with the Destiny Diaries. I will say that. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's running out of ideas or whatever. But that sounds like a terrible fucking idea. She's already trained in the martial arts. What does she need more training with Black Panther and Storm for? And what the fuck does she need to be adopted for? She's twenty six. But she's already it was, like, pitch. it was his pitch for like in the nineties. He wanted to have that oh. whole caveat situation. Oh, uh, so it would be it'll predate when she um got possessed by that Bushido spirit demon thing and she inherited his martial arts skills. Um but even then I'm like your ideas come from a different era. I could say like everything you did in the old 
situations where a rem- it was a relic of the time. And your politics are also mm-hmm. that. But however, we're doing something different. Mm-hmm. We know you don't like Krakoa because you don't like segregation, um, segregationalism, mm-hmm. and you don't believe in it. It goes against everything you think the X-Men should stand for. But foundationally, I'm happy. It kind of feels like, it goes back to your Xavier comment. Xavier feels like Chris Claremont today. Exactly like Chris Claremont. Oh. Everyone needs to report to me. I'm Xavier. My will knows all. I know how to handle everything best. And yet, every single decision you've ever made, you've come to deeply regret. So maybe we should be second-guessing you at every single turn. I really hope Storm cusses him out in the next issue. I really hope someone looks at him across the fucking stupid. I really hope a vote comes down where they say, do we say fuck these humans and just kill the Eternals for now? Or do we obey the first rule? And Storm is one of the people who raises her fucking hand and goes, let's kill these bitches. Um, foundationally, everything about like what Xavier seems to think that the force is going to be, the Legionnaires, was his own personal secret police. Because he doesn't have one. <laughs> Everyone has their own military backing them, basically. Which would be an interesting idea for a, a one-shot or something is a civil war within Krakoa and all these niggas going into a secret war situation. I would appreciate that. I love Basilisk. That I love the idea. I love a shadow good. war. I mean, it's like literally the Exosword situation. I'm like, y'all have a decision y'all can't agree on. Throw them all onto a fucking continent, a hidden island, or a pocket dimension save. Whichever side wins, wins. <laughs> Best way to handle the situation sometimes. But that's basically schism all over again. It's schism, but also not. Schism wasn't like a battle situation. Schism was, these niggas just didn't agree, and so they just went their separate ways. But in truth, as a government now, they wouldn't go their separate ways. They would just fight about it until one side won, and then tell each other to move on. There's enough resentment going around the code. I don't think they should do that. Shadow Wars just get things going. It gets kids excited. But you always have situations in the government which each side has their own executive force of enforcers who can back them up. Like, you just don't walk around without protection and you don't walk around without people who will go handle something. It's like, I'm from Philly, right? The unions in Philly got a lot of things done. The unions in Philly were backed by the mafia <laughs> who would go to your house and set shit on fire if you did not agree with the union terms. Xavier doesn't got that because no one believes in Xavier anymore. No one will fight for him. He thought the Legionnaires would, but nah. Because, like, look at what you're doing to your loved ones on a constant cycle. Look what you asked Nightcrawler to do. And I'm happy... Um, Weaponless Zen got into his ass because she was like, everything you're doing is just like repackaging things that like have no actual merit behind it. You say you're a law enforcement, that you are enforcing these rules, but you have no real power. And you try to lecture people when they get into you. You're just recreating a sense of control over things that you do not actually have. Yeah. But Wolf says your word is the most important word for all these people to follow outside the fact that you can enforce it. Thanks. She was getting into him about like the foundational issues with the concept of policing is that it's not inherently heroic. Just because you say you're following the law and you're doing something just does not mean inherently that you're doing the right thing. So we're gonna say that Weapon yeah. is an abolitionist. She definitely isn't. <laughs> she definitely isn't. It's because Weaponless Zen is too 
she's not being like altruistic in what she's saying, which doesn't mean like abolitionists need to be altruistic, but Weapon of Zen is saying that this is how you convey power, um, is that you execute it with intent, you don't back down from it, and she's just calling it how it is. She's a she's a cop too, except her rule of law is a one of primal like authoritarianism. You can well, make the rules when you beat my ass. Right, well, she's not going to get killed because they got her ass cornered right now. I mean, mm-hmm. she got to figure out what Orserata did. It's literally, um, the issue yeah. is that she can sense when you lie. And so she's like, you asked me the right question and I can't lie about anything, so you got to go. Niggas hate Sears, but Sears get the plot moving. <laughs> Um, what else happened? I feel like the only other thing that went down is this whole situation with, like, what's his name? The body snatcher? The Skinwalker. Skin Skinwalker. Skin 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 I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm like, figuring that all out, but like, I want to see what's going to happen next. Now I'm kind of like curious. The setup took a little long, but I wonder if it will be better in the volume of the paperback. But, but I think that, like, probably when we get to the next issue, they're probably going to be in um, Judgment Day. So, it's like, the fight is probably going to be, like, cut short. I don't think so. I think they're backlogging Legion of X real quick um, because, like, oh, she's on... Aura Serrata is on the council still. Wasn't it late? It's late, yes. Yeah, so I don't think we're getting... Like, the one shot for Legion of X, I don't feel like it's going to be highly pertinent. We might get some shit about Legion because Legion turns up or we might get the battle between Nightcrawler and Iska. Because like, cause the one thing I really hate because like the comic books give you that that page of like all the books that are related to um, the accident that are coming out. But the problem is, is like they don't give any chronological order. They just have them just all just sitting on there. Which is not helping at all. Like not helping at all. And my phone is full of photos that is initially disorganized. And I hate that. Full of photos is full of photos. My phone is so full of photos that are like not where they need to be. We gotta organize that shit, you know. I just don't, I just, I just be like, because I screen capture shit all day long. So I'm just like, Me too. <laughs> Me too. nothing is organized in the slightest. Like nothing. And I hate that for me. Did I? Nope. I never, and I looked at it the other day and didn't even put it in the fucking thing. Here, you fucking idiot. <sighs> hey, be nicer to yourself. I just want to okay. know. Okay, but yeah, anyhow. I think that's enough for a Legion of X. Um, Very pretty girl. Extremely pretty girl. Okay, so next is Immortal X-Men number five. I give it a 10. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. Clean 9.5. Homosexuals. Homosexuals. (laughs) Um, you, 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 you are homosexual. Uh, <laughs> a homosexual. 
And clearly Exodus is, and I'm in love with Paris Du Bernard. Bernay, Bernard, what was it? I don't know. Whatever. I love him. I love him. That is my that, that 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 is my least mustiest of crushes in the ex. He's ex- very universe. clean. He is very, very clean. He is. He, he looks like he uses the finest toilet paper and wipes. Because you know it's a new invention to him. He's like, we got like you got like soft paper for your tushy. It doesn't have to be some cloth. It doesn't have to be a leaf. It says, oh, this shit is exclusive. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, he's this, a teacher. He's a teacher. Just a quick sidebar. Legion of X does not show up at all in Judgment Day in the reading. It's not in it at all. Oh. Well, that's probably good. That's probably for the best. Yeah. I don't even know how that would fit anyway. I mean, I think that's why they killed Nightcrawler in this. Because, you know, who they included going to Araka was very strategic. Like, if you look at it, like, as the, uh, it's called, the concept is called reading as a writer. When you read it as a writer versus reading it as a fan, like, the function of removing uh, Nightcrawler, like, keeping Storm off of Araka during this fight was an editorial mandate, definitely, because, again, we would have revolted if she died. Iska would have went after her first. Because they've already said that there's animosity between them. Iska is literally, I think someone tweeted it already. Iska is literally designed tooth and nail to be a foil to Storm. Thank God it's that versus claustrophobia. So they had to get someone up in here, all right? Someone who wouldn't want to end up just fuck, trying to fuck Storm. Because all Storm's villains also want to fuck her. That's their main issue is that they can't fuck her. <laughs> They're upset. Literally, they want like her they real can't bad. Get none of that. They can't get that Aquafina like they want, so they got to kill her. They want oh, that monsoon. They want it. They said it's thick. <laughs> they, want, they want that Gucci tsunami. I ain't mad at it. But it was like, Iska, you know, she's probably family, and she just wants to kill her. That's it. Very simple. Very uh, Marvel. It really gives, like, you remember you stole my breast when we were 12? Like, it gives that. Very much um, Blackfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hating ass bitch. Basically. No, it's very much Desire from the Sandman comics. Desire is just a hating ass bitch. <laughs> um, but from there, I think, like, fundamentally, like, the Anderson mandate was that we're not including Allegiance of X. And why would we not include the literal police force stationed in the altar? Uh, so we have to kill the, the two commanders, basically. So Nightcrawler goes out like a G. Um, and we got uh, Legion going out like a G. But that just means that we're not seeing them for the rest of this event. Mm-hmm. But for this, Exodus served. Like, it was doubtless throughout this entire comic. And I liked how they did it. Um, I love when they remember that telepathy is a metaphorical art. It's really esoteric. You don't have to be literal. You don't have to just make, like, renditions when you do something to someone telepathically. You can definitely illustrate how it's impacting them in a narrative. You hear that? Diamond is underneath me wagging her tail crazy because I am petting her ear. (laughs) She likes to crawl between my legs and just, like, sit there and let me pet her. But I do like that, and I like that in the... um, in the um, Hickman 
era or, you know, whatever. As a whole, they kind of like talk about telepathy being different for each each character. And I like how they kind of like specify that. And then with Exodus, it was like, okay, when they, it was him, Emma Frost and um, Hope Summers, how with him using telepathy, it was like, okay, he has a diamond shield that represent like that represents Emma because she's you know basically protection, and then the sword, the Phoenix sword, that's Rachel, you know, because he's always idolized oh. Rachel. Hope and oh oh oh, did I say, say oh, shit? Did I say Rachel? Same person. Shit. I mean, hope. Same yeah. person. <laughs> same person. Yeah, You're fine, baby. Same person. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Rachel and her are not the same girl. They are. Not are you sure? Girl. I'm are you sure? sure? I am very sure. <laughs> They're very identical. They are not the same. Girl. It's giving sister sister. Rachel, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel is a is a is a is a is a multiversal anomaly. She is the only Rachel Summers that exists the way she exists. That she is that Tt's girl. baby. That's Tt's baby. That <laughs> she is mother Scotty. She is here for the girls. She chrono skim. She knows all. Sees all. She's what Layla Miller thinks she is. Okay, we're not gonna do that to Rachel Summers. Okay, Hope is cute. I like me some she Hope. She is a cute girl. I do like me some Hope. She's cute. She's cute. <laughs> However, Rachel, we're not gonna do Rachel. We we just will be no Rachel Summer slander on this. On the I only can't difference the best, is Hope is a butch straight woman. Hope is a butch straight woman. Hope is hope. I feel. I do feel like she's in, in her Hunger Games bag. Hope should be one. She should be the one with the Phoenix mantle right now. I feel like generationally, it should pass to Hope. However, I, I um, think they should really do a three in one situation with like they never really done it with Hope, Rachel, and Jean. Uh, pulling the full blown three in one, and I really appreciate it. It's very much Hecate going on. It's giving Hecate the triple goddess vibes, you know. Yeah, and and and, and, yeah. and 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 back to my man Exodus because I love him. The I, man of yeah. color, the literal man of color. <laughs> yes. It's just like, like I mean, he, oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he he looks like he bathed in tomato juice, but he, he, yeah, he's like. <laughs> I think the thing that's really interesting about this issue is how much they don't realize that Exodus knows. Because uh, uh, is a man of like few words. Father ain't got much to say unless it's like it needs it needs. Because Exodus says what needs to be said when it's needed to be said. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times Exodus is sitting on shades of like, girl, I've been around for a thousand years. Do y'all not know this? That like the Eternals have been around for a while doing fuck shit. And so I all. always suspect that I'm gonna have to end this bitch, Cersei. I knew when she first fucked my man. <laughs> like, yeah, like we got we got real beef. We looked at her and said, I fucked you the first time, so see, I'll do it again. And will. And the thing that I like too, that he was like talking about Sinister, is like, should we purge him? (laughs) (laughs) It was like, like, because he's the only one, like, this this is the, Exodus is the sage of Immortal X Men where he's always clocked in. And (laughs) Exodus is like, he's already, he knows what's going on, he's paying attention, he ain't for the bullshit. He's just like, look, he's lost us. We should just kill him. He is the pink slip. Because he's no always one... ready to fire a bitch. He's always right. he's the first one to recommend firing someone. Says Cyclops, maybe she lose your job. He's so dug, like I can kill you and take your place, baby. 
it's nothing for me. <laughs> but I also find the part about Exodus that is very familiar to Black culture um, that I think we don't talk about often is that this desire to find spirituality and a God and someone to follow. And yeah. I think that's one thing, like being of a lost race of people that while many of us, and I'll say I'll speak for myself, as growing up, <clears throat> growing up Catholic and then not realizing Catholicism and Christianity is really not for me, then trying Buddhism, it's not realizing it's not for me, uh, trying to expand myself spiritually, tarot cards, things like that, not sure if that's something for me either. It's like, I think there is a human desire to find religiosity and and fellowship and spirituality and it all making sense because everybody wants, well, I don't say everybody wants a, a proverbial messiah, but someone wants, people. some people do want order so their lives can make sense. And I feel like Essence is a character where he feels like he needs something to follow or there's nothing at all, not realizing that in the future he becomes the god the god to follow because he commingles with the phoenix, which he has a history with. One thing, one thing I will say on the negative about the Hickman era, all these little minor retcons of characters' backstories is really kind of getting on my nerves. All of a sudden, Exodus has a past with the phoenix. Really? Yeah, really? I know I noticed that. I noticed that. I'm like, they, they use the Phoenix Force. They use the Phoenix Force a lot. And I think they use the Phoenix Force a lot when they run out of ideas. For me, I feel like because um, he is a, a, a spiritual character or um, someone, you know, with a religious, you know, type of background or whatever, I think that it would make sense for him to be connected with the Phoenix because I feel like at, at one point, I feel like at one point in time, you know, a lot of people looked at the Phoenix as, you know, this divinity. messiah. Yeah, that, yeah, divinity or whatever. Like, they, they looked at it as a messiah. It was supposed to, you know, they were going, the X-Men were going to use it at one point to uh, uh, re, uh, resurrect the, um, um, resurrect mutant kind or whatever. And, you know, with Exodus kind of stories of, you know, the pretender and, you know, the kids, yeah, the Nazarene mutants and stuff like that. I feel like it would make sense for him to be the next host of the Phoenix because I'm like, you he's he's basically searching for this, you know, basically trying to find himself in like religion and spirituality. And then like Henry said, he becomes he's basically gonna become you know, the very thing that he's looking for, which is, you know, religion. <laughs> I think so, it's interesting to center Exodus in that too, because he is a foil for like, um, why do I always forget their name? Uh, Stoma Kayak played her in um, Eternals movie. Ajax. Ajax. I'm always forgetting Ajax's name. It's just the one that I always lose. I don't know why. Um, but Ajax is very much the same way. Like, Ajax and Exodus actually are damn near mirroring each other. She probably fuck, honestly, but only when Ajax turns back into a guy. Because, you know, Exodus went, if I can't have a dick, I have no one. Right. <laughs> um, he said, God told me not to do it, and that's my sacrifice, is that I just won't. Which is really sad. I think this issue also did a good job in, like, framing Exodus as, like, we all know he's queer, right? And, like, him just throwing that away. Uh, and just like not addressing it. He's like, I'm from a period where like sexuality didn't exist. It wasn't a thing. 
you either got married or you didn't. <laughs> um, but foundationally, like how he perceives the Phoenix, I wonder would it change if he knew that Celestials, like he should know that Celestials crafted the XG, like inserted the potential for it into mutant kind. Um, I really think these issues to do another, like more work to illustrate, like how does that faith conflict with like the celestial embodiment of like, are you trying to argue that it was the Phoenix, which kind of helps mutant kind stay away from that deviation point that you guys talking about a lot? Or is it just that celestials might be the framework for shit, but they're not gods? Which I wouldn't like complain against. The celestials move like cosmic gods, but like they don't act like gods. There's no humanity in them, which is like the main thing I think Exodus is worshiping, which is like that idea that we are human beings who have transcended to this higher level of, of experience. And it makes sense that's why his telepathy works the way it does. Like he's never just reading your mind and asking questions and like scanning for information. He's always going into you and dominating you in some way. He's really good at that telepathic invasion. When he beat Cersei's ass, he beat her thoroughly. Uh, and he came back with knowledge he really should not have. Knowledge that I don't even think Cersei remembers. Because she's been reset so many times. Yeah, it's... it's This is a great issue. I was waiting for the Exodus uh, spotlight and this gave me everything I needed needed for it to give. Everything that he says, talking about popes and anti-popes and seeing the, the X symbol as a cross. Um, His relationship with Hope is also really, really enjoyable. Like, you would think he'd be fawning over her and simply Hope hates that shit, but he, like, talks to her like an equal. Right. He said, I'm a curse. He said, I'm a sweary messiah. And, like, Hope pulling him up and uplifting him as, like, a basically like a brother. Which I think that's why it works so well, because like with Exodus and past um, messiahs, with Magneto and with Apocalypse, he would put them like kind of these father positions over himself, and he put them on pedestals that they couldn't even like with all their power ever achieve, and no one else in proximity could achieve. But with Hope, it's like talking to a sister. And he gets to actually provide the protection and like the wisdom an older brother can provide and in turn receive like affection basically, which is the thing he never really gets. Oh, absolutely. It's 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 more of a of a of a siblinghood than it being a romance. And I think they would have they would have cheapened it if they made it a romance. Because him looking out for her, like, you know, I know it's it's, it's like it's kind of like What's that movie? Oh, this gonna be really this gonna be a really weird comparison, but ride with me on this. It's very much like the Golden Child, <laughs> <laughs> and and next and, and Exodus is Ace Foley, and <laughs> oh, it's Axel Foley. I think it's Axel Foley, and 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 Hope is the Golden Child, and kind of like it's kind of like he knows that like you are new to this and you're inexperienced. Just let me be your Pope and support you through your godliness and I will make sure that you have what you need. Just let me support you. But I know you are figuring this out. I've been around a block a few times. I see the God in you. You got this, but let me support you and let me be the background to your foreground. Like very much 
I love their relationship. And because why, why is the point when he says, like, oh, I have a sweary massage. Like, oh, look at my little sister cusses. Ew. You done got of age and don't know how to act. It's very much like how Colossus was with um, Naked Sonic Teenage Warhead in the Deadpool movie of like, which I, is one of the aspects of that movie I do love, which is like Colossus is always like, you need to eat something. You haven't eaten all day. Have an energy bar. It's good for protein and shit. Like that older brother, like you're an adult. I'm going to treat you like an adult, but like I'm not going to stop doting on you like right. very little way possible that I can. Um, and even to the point where I think that they're showing how, because Hope does not see, like when she's next to Exodus, it never feels like, oh, this is all on me, which is her main issue that has always been is that she would take all the problems that make her her own. She seems to be having faith in Exodus at the very least. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. gonna, I thought he was going to play into it because his whole secondary mutation or his other power that no one ever knew about is that if someone believes in him, he gets stronger. Yeah. Yeah, I I I, I love him. I love him so much. I, am so I enjoy him. Yeah. I wish I he had more. Issue. This is a really good issue. I wish he had more moments with like Storm. Because how does he see her? Like, that's a huge right. question for me. <laughs> yeah. That that is that is the bigger question. How does Exodus perceive each member of the Choir Council? Like, like what? Because I I want to know what he really thinks about Xavier. That's what I really want to know what he thinks about. Flop. I really wish they would have been able to kind of slip that into the issue when they were all sitting at the at the table at the Choir Council. Like you know, right. I, I I feel like that would have been the perfect moment. Like kind of like steer away from his monologue and then just kind of like you know give his thoughts on everybody. I think that would have been. I think that like insight on how he feels. Like, I think that would have been cool. But, it's what no, we I, got in every other issue except for this one because we had to make sure we knew how he fucked up the um <laughs> the, the Unimide, which was legendary. Um, and I'm happy we also got the reactions. If you guys don't know, because a lot of people don't read the Eternals comic, this data page was a blending of how they do the data pages in Eternals and how they do the data pages in uh, every other X-Men run. Because if you read the X-Men you read the Eternals, they have been paralleling each other the entire time. The entire time. Their data pages set up information the exact same way. They both set up that there is an oracle system that they both have and their resurrection protocols that they both have. This, the cultures literally mirror each other. And so, like, the Unimind going like, oh, he didn't get into here. And then he goes, how the fuck did he get into our head? Um, was a big moment because he should not have, by all counts. Exodus should not have been able to pierce the Unimide, and he did. But you know, he's a um, he's a what? Are, what do they call it? He's a psychic of the highest order. He's a so, highest order scion. A scion or whatever. He's at mega level. I think we keep forgetting that too. He's yeah. on mega level telekinetic, but his telepathy has always been like really aggressive. Um, like that's a ha- why I'm happy they depicted like it is. He is a crusader. He's a warrior. He's a soldier he overwhelms and so like when he goes into telepathic combat combat there's never a situation where he's duking it out with you going mano a mano either he crushes you or you or he does it but my thing with uh the unimime which i've read a couple of eternals comics because of you but uh so they're not like i know they have telepathy but they're not like highly skilled 
telepaths, right? Some are. So, like, if you ever played Dungeons and Dragons, it's like that. They have classes. They all have mm. the same power. Technically, they should all have the same potential for it, but it's really just like how you have been basically made to use it. I would say okay. about training, but like nothing they do has ever been trained. They were born knowing everything. Um, so Cersei was scrapped, was born to be the highest order of transmogrification. She transmuted, she can imagine it, she can make it. And it's to the point where she's classified as a reality warper. Um, Sprite, people make fun of Sprite all the time. Sprite's illusions are on the level of Kid Omega's like telepathic um, AI things. Like she can create a whole world, a whole delusion. She can stretch out anything to do with perception. She can make a second feel like a century to you. She can drive you to insanity. That's what she did to the Unimind. She had a Unimind uh, to do everything that she did in that 2006 Neil Gaiman run, which yeah, again should one. not have been possible. But because Sprite's specialty is doing that, she was able to. Right. Druig is the highest order telepath. If you read the old Eternal comics, that did not used to be his power, but they changed it so that he can go toe-to-toe with Buds of Jean Grey. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, because I knew that they all I knew that they all shared the same power, but um I really I think either I I think I read it, but I probably might it might have slipped my mind with the classifications and stuff. And I I know everybody <laughs> possessed telepathy, but I didn't know if they had like really any high, outside of Druid. I, I didn't know if they had like genuine like highly skilled telepaths. They call because it the reminder. Like, they focus more so on collecting information than they do like a mind control and like all the other shit. But they can and do get into like psychic battles all the time. Yeah, because I was gonna say because like the X Men are most known for having like telepaths at every like on every team, every corner, you know. So that's why I was like, I don't know if I don't know if you doing that with the Unimind is kind of wise <laughs> but like in the unimind that's the whole situation where i was like y'all need to build respect on what the fuck just happened to krakoa because it was a lot yeah. i'm like yes, the world's defense systems like they were getting attacked by a fucking unimind yeah. there's no real there really should not have been any fighting that and the fact that without gene gray they pulled it off because mostly i'm gonna say it was exodus mm-hmm. i think so it was all exodus <laughs> this issue so. clarifies it was mostly exodus exodus like um, you had Emma on attack, uh, basically Hope reinforcing Exodus, but Exodus knew what the fuck to do. No. And I Tore also... Through that shit. Back to, and yes, and then going back to um, their depiction of Exodus depiction of um, tele- uh, telepathy or whatever, I like that they had the Unimind as a basically a dragon. Or what was it, a Gorgon or a dragon? It was a Hydra. Hydra, but it was a dragon. Hydra's kind of dragon. It was cunt. Um, legendary, dare I say. Um, because it was a clear statement of like, you guys came in here, you thought it would be an easy win. It's not going to be that. Someone lied to you several times. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and like it was amazing that they like tried to bury them into their memories because they assumed that they would be weakened by their experiences and their trauma. And all it did was just remind, like literally just made Exodus go like, I've been through this bullshit before. Like this shit is stupid. You, you Eternals don't come up with original strategies. 
And that's the truth. They don't. It says, everything you, you're doing to me, I know because I know how you Eternals fight. You're trying to shroud us and like cast doubt. But I'm a true believer. So you're not going to get that far with me. Like, Xavier, and that's why I'm like happy about the anti-pope thing. How Exodus feels about Xavier is very clearly the anti-pope equation. Right. He's like, Xavier shouldn't be in charge. Xavier has no function on this council other than he thinks he has all the power. They're going to depose that soon. Yeah. Because really, honestly, if you think about it, all, all Xavier had was a dream. And now with Krakoa, everything's changed and then everybody has different views and different perspectives and stuff like that. So I'm I'm like, well, we're... Your dream is still a thing, but now it's like we're we're running a government now. So it's like we need to kind of like look at different things other than your other than your your vision. <laughs> like we gotta we gotta move forward. Like we gotta figure out like gotta take steps like how we're gonna grow, how we're gonna do this, how we're gonna do that. Like we can't just keep doing the same shit. I hope next issue they show just at least a little bit, just to put clout on Xavier's name, because Xavier did protect them for most of that fight. Um, I think they might have damaged Unimind because you're not supposed to be able to do shit like that. You're not supposed to do shit like that to Unimind. Uh, They were digging into their guts. Um, The bottom bled. (laughs) Wow. There was internal damages. There was nothing was left in order. And that's the collective consciousness. So you damage the Unimind, you damage... Basically, before we get into it, what happens to Xylo is what happens to the race of Eternals when you destroy or you damage the Unimind. Oh, really? Yeah, you're not supposed to hurt it. It's like their collective memories, their collective thoughts, everything that can and will be thought of the Eternal race is mixed up in there in like a big stew. And so it's like when you take a knife to someone's motherboard, but you fucked the computer up. Damn. So I can tell that they're not going to take that lightly. All I know is Celine was there. They would have wrapped up the Unimind right then and there. No more Eternals would, come, would be coming back. I still personally think that she should have been on the council. But that's just... If she was on the council, she would have drunk the Unimind dry. Because you're not supposed to, you can't go into her head. She's a psychic vampire. And that would have been that would have been dope as fuck for them to have that play out if she's a psychic vampire and that's like Don't you know we can't have good things in the X Men. Yeah, we, we never can. We can never eat. We could we still haven't gotten Celine versus Storm yet, so they promised that <laughs> X Men volume four almost ten years ago. <laughs> oh God, I love Benet Dupur uh Benet. I love him. I love him. Love him boots down. Uh, and I'm happy he taught these motherfuckers never to underestimate a worshiper. They think just because you're Christian that you don't, you soft and shit. Y'all let them know. <laughs> so I flew into a sun because I can. And nothing happened. I also like how they represent his powers now. Like, for being an Omega level telekinetic, he's now depicted more so as a Green Lantern style fighter. That energy fist that he makes at the hive, we wasted no moments. He was like, Y'all sent your hive shit. I thought that was gonna work. Again, I'm gonna handle this. 
Exodus needs more. Exodus needs more spotlight. And I hope they give it to. And I hope they give it to him because now that he's getting this sense of self, and you know, like I, I, I really ready for him to put his. I'm really ready for him to operate on a team or something. Like there's, he's there's busy no teaching the kids. And running his Sunday school. He has his youth his youth Bible I mean, study program. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> I mean Sunday school Sunday school is like what once once out the week. So he seems to be doing it every night. He has nightly uh meetings with the children. He hangs out with little bro and the other mini telepaths, tells them stories. Put the fear of God into them. Uh, <laughs> he does do that. That's what I wish we saw. I wish they had an explanation for why does he teach Sunday school? And it's because like I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> so me and Emma, we go together on that. Uncle, Teaching the kids. Uncle Exodus love the kids. He does love <laughs> kids. But I, but I think that's why he has so much mutual respect for Emma though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, like you said, Emma's not going to do nothing. Emma is, Emma is protection. She's going to protect those kids. And she don't do nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mother. You don't fuck with her babies. Unless that baby... Oh, I was going to say something about Firestar, but you know. But apparently it's supposed to stop. Fuck that hoe. Fuck <laughs> that hoe. Her and her Bob. That Bob is tight. <laughs> her her fake-ass Phoenix outfit. She's about to get... Ugh. It should have been Jean. Uh, she, she stresses me out. Whatever, flamethrower. Okay, I think that's all we have for Exodus. Um, his pink penis and his hate crimes against women. <laughs> he fucking hates Cersei. I love it. Oh, I love how much he fucking hates her. <laughs> he did eat her up. <laughs> but the fucking witch in a slutty outfit. <laughs> Lord. Oh, I uh, think... no, hear me, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know what y'all about to say. No, no we're moving on that. to um the daughter of the night. The feast. <sighs> this is the book I read maybe 20 times now. <laughs> uh, X Men Red number five. Yes, X Men Red number five. You we know, all, we, all, we, all we all gave it ten. So we across the board. We gave it ten because we had a time last night. <laughs> <laughs> for a book not depicting storm. For a book not depicting storm. It just it gave a lot, you know. A lot was on the plate. A lot um, had to be discussed. Uh, and he went, got yeah, pull back sis, because she's not in this book right now. But we know either next issue <laughs> or in Judgment Day, the accident itself, because I really feel like they need to include her in the accident. If you're going to have Black Panther being censored and some shit, they always want to throw them against each other. Always, faithfully. So it's going to happen. I hate that shit. <sighs> This this is a really this is actually a really really good issue like you said with without storm. Yeah, we are we you know we are, we we love storm, but for this to be an issue without storm, this was very like this was very intense. 
They lie too good on playing on games. <laughs> like, too good to mind her business, don't say shit, and just does shit. <laughs> she knew the entire conversation Jurek was having as he was having it, and she said nothing. She said nothing. She knew that someone was opening portals all across Mars, and she said nothing. Nothing. She should have been the first one, like, literally, if it's in her power set to know what's going on behind the stars, to know what energy all around her is doing. She should have been the first one to say, I see, like, distortions in the air right now. That's not supposed to happen. Someone's teleporting into the room. And she right. said nothing. Nothing. She really sat back in that chair and folded her fucking arms. <laughs> she said nothing <laughs> when behind their back, Iska was creeping up on Idol and snapped her neck. It's conspiracy. Angela Bassett been tripping lately, and I don't like that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I say that every episode, but Angela Bassett be wilding, y'all. I, I don't I don't like that for her. <laughs> she is up her own ass, like seriously, seriously about Storm. She does not like that bitch. It's the fact that she was like, first thing she asks is where is Princess Storm? And then the next thing she does is kill someone. And I'm just like, sis, you truly want to fight her. <laughs> I swear, you like, you could have been swung, sis. Like, it, it was none of the space and opportunity. Especially when you snapped, like, she pulled up on you when you, uh, what she do? When she broke um, sunspots and then she pulled up on you. She was like, what the fuck are you doing? You ain't swinging. So what you talking? Said, Try and lose. <laughs> Like, let's get to the individual characters, all right? Individual characters. Nightcrawler, MVP. Mm -hmm. Didn't blink. He said, someone got to die. Because she got to use the weakness I said before. The weakness that Iska has is that she has to accept every challenge. And she can be prolonged because she cannot deny any challenge. Mm -hmm. Pulled up on her. Pulled her out the room. She did not lose that. That's not a loss. Pulled her into the ocean and got killed. And then immediately, Sabunar was like, every one of my children are going to challenge you to a fight. Back to back to back to back. They Her weakness is that she can trick. be stalled. Exactly. They tried. Because you caught that. They said they tried to hold the line. <laughs> All you got to do is keep her busy during the entirety of the war. And she won't ever have to stop out. Send multiple men at her ass. That's what I think. The tactic on um, Nightcrawler's part, because I feel like, in a way, I mean, she technically can't lose, but like you said, it's like you have to stall her. So basically, him taking her off, you know, out of the out of the room and throwing her in the ocean was basically stalling. He killed so her. That was a good she killed him immediately. Um, she, she did. Wait, I thought he teleported back to Kokoa though. I really she killed him. No, she dislocated his arm. No, she dislocated his arm. He didn't get out. I thought I could have sworn he did, but I didn't. Mm -mm. He sacrificed himself so that she could um, be removed from play. Oh. They find the issue because they don't mention it until like several pages in. It goes. T plus 1229, after her victory over Nightcrawler, Iska fell into Sublimar's ocean. Now he besieges her there. 
His creatures are many, and they fight to the last. They try to hold the line. And Nightcrawler isn't seen anywhere else afterwards. He is dead. Oh my god, I really felt like he teleported back to Kokoa or something Mm -hmm. or some shit. Oh my god. Okay. Because that would count it as a victory if he got away. True, gotcha. Okay. So she killed him, but she still lost while winning because now she can't fight in the war. For whatever reason, however you want to count it, I don't know. It depends because, you know, Iska doesn't have any agency uh, within her life because of her power. And literally, I wanted to point out where she kills Idol. Idol prophesies this. And the issue where they break down what each member of the council of the Great Ring voted on when uh, if to go to the war again and Emmeth and to go back there, Idol had a prophecy that she knows which member of the Great Ring will kill her. And she knows the time and date of her her death. Mm. In this issue, you get the exact time and date of her death. <laughs> you get the exact time she dies. It's so wonderful. I love detail. She dies within one second of the invasion. Can't even get the pinch a bit in. Destiny, go take her seat. <laughs> she's not really doing anything. Or no, they're gonna have. Oh no, they're gonna ask blindfold. Blindfold oh. is going to be the new Oracle of Morocco. I don't think blindfold can leave the what's name because her powers keep interacting with Destiny. Well, it's not about like interacting. She, I think she said in the first Legion of X issues that she prefers not to be present because she's constantly like also doing that but she's constantly seeing the time stream out of order and is ruining her ability to like interact with people and that's why she doesn't like she doesn't like seeing the future because because destiny and blanco had have they're not the same type of precog yeah they work i think how the difference is though I think it was, they confirmed in Destiny's issue of Mortal X-Men that she sees um, possibilities and Blindfold is on the other side, kind of uh, precog, that she sees the consequence of choices. So every micro choice, she knows what's going to happen on the direct path of that. And they said Idol sees the true future, which is that she sees undoubtedly like the path that is going to be chosen. So we have three oracles on the side of the mutants. Coincidentally, also, the Eternals have three oracles. One who sees the past, one who sees the present, and one who sees the future. Even more coincidentally, they have a character named Aura. And once she got punched in the eye, she got her eye black, that's what the fuck she get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so sad to see. She was so What did Iska say? Turn that eye on me and see it go blind. <laughs> oh, dude. That shit's split. Mm, if she's not dead, I really appreciate the fact that she didn't die literally because Uranus did not understand her mutant anatomy and thought, so if I puncture the eye, she'll die. 
and that's not the case. Oh, I will say Urinos fucked up. Like Urinos really dropped the ball. Like after like going through the, the battle again, he like really dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Because he like it. he literally beat their ass for twenty minutes. Was like I did what I had to do, and I'm good. I am done. And he sat there for forty minutes, just look, just just lamenting over the bodies that he killed, not knowing that Magneto was still alive. Uh, Lotus, uh, Lotus is still under the ground. Uh, Xylo's still alive. Sobodar's off whipping Iska's ass. Storm is off planet. Um, and then they revealed the first member of Table Night in this issue. So he went to kill the Great Ring and only killed Cable, Brand, Nightcrawler, a bunch of nameless mutants, and Idol. And I didn't even kill Idol. Yeah, fucking Iska did. Yeah, and, then and, the like, about it, and the thing about it, he's had a history of like at the end, like what they were saying in the little um, the text uh, uh, squares or whatever that um, he's had a history of doing that. He's never had to check behind himself, so that's he's like literally thinking he's obliterated everybody. Oh, I did my job, and then goes off, and then you still have Magneto that's alive, and the other ones that we mentioned. So, yeah, he's sloppy. He's, he's a little sloppy, but he's, he's very he's, sloppy. The issue yeah. with Eternals is that they're creatures of habit, which I'm happy that they always point out is, like, their fatal flaws you can always see coming. They will always fall victim to it. Like, um, Icarus is being a straight arrow. He will always shoot through the problems. He will always fly too close. He will always be the first one to fly close to the sun, no matter what. It's his fatal flaw. He can't stop doing it. He will do it over and over again. Uh, Druid is a snake. He'll betray you. He can't not betray you, and he can't not underestimate uh, what his he sets his eye on. Like he bites off more than he can chew every single time. Every Dana, single time. Dana has violent dementia, don't you? Who? Dana. Dana. No, her flaw <laughs> is like she's a poet like she falls in love too easy and her love oh, is always doomed to fail she's a, she's a scorpio or a pisces got it yeah basically uh, she's a warrior who wants to be a lover but the warrior can never be a lover i mm. really love i really hate for the eternals that they are going through this battle very okay wait let me back to my thought first thought this is what X of Swords and the, and, and the humans versus X Men should have gave. This is what mm-hmm. should have gave. Um, mm-hmm. But things that like the Eternals are fighting arrogantly and not realizing that you are fighting an oppressed group of people who have been fighting for their lives in different ways for millennia. Like the the fucking the fucking Iraqi mutants, they not they they used to war, so they they ride or die as it is. But the battle is their drug. Right. <laughs> the Kronos have been fighting, fighting their own war too for a lifetime. So it's like you want to go in, you can't like let's say if, if the black community was completely organized and 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 white people decided to but then I said about black and I don't mean just African American, but like every part of the diaspora was actually organized into one into one community. And we all were populated on Africa and living our best lives. Somebody decides to hit the the, uh, the capital of our of our of our of our continent, and you think that we were not already organized? Like you, you came here and shot and killed a whole bunch of random children at the school. It's very dark. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And you think they're like you, and then you just walk away and you and you miss the president of our country or you miss the Congress of our country or whatever government body we have, you just go shoot a whole bunch of like useless, nothing useless kids. Um, a lot of people who don't have any diplomatic power. Y'all fucked up. And they bought and I'm telling all right, I, I'm gonna call it already. The expert already won that. Because they playing like this, they better fuck their asses up. Cause I knew like I Baby, you ripped out Magneto's heart and that nigga got back up. Y'all about to Molly, Y'all about to get it. Molly, you about to get it. If you come to my head, kill me. Right. Kill me. <laughs> you attacked an oppressed mutant Jew. You are about to get it. When Being... the first thing he said when he saw you is, I have fought against you my entire life. And I was like, Oh, this shit is kind of no. personal. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and he said he said that too. He was like, "Ooh, you, 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 you This is my king, honestly. <laughs> and I want... yeah. Go ahead. So, so I, I was gonna say the only thing I will say about Uranus is that he, you definitely have to look at it like he is probably worthy of being a, a another good X Men adversary. Because if you're standing up against Aura Serrata, who's been fucking, what, vanquishing gods or absorbing gods with her eye, then you're with... Obliterating. She's casting vanquishing spells at people. Yeah, like a fucking charm <laughs> one. So, like, I'm like, so I'm like, okay, so you're, you're basically obliterating gods and doing all of that, and it's like you're withstanding shit like that. And you're taking on full forces of Iraqi mutants and and fucking the 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 whole fucking great ring. It's like, except with the exception of you know who wasn't there. It's like, it's like at a certain point you beat my ass. I'm going to take it personal. You rip out my chest. You you like you you take my heart out. Oh, I'm going to take it personal. Like don't sit there and get like don't sit there and get your dick hard with me. <laughs> <laughs> because like you don't you, like I'm taking it personal and that's turning you on like fuck no like I'm I'm gonna want my second round. <laughs> so you kill Legion. What do you do? We've all done that at least once. <laughs> I wonder what he did to him. Like oh he obliterated him. It seems like there's a lot of things he could have did. I honestly I enjoy the fact that like how. Uranus fights is that he just opens up like the air shimmers and he just yeah. pulls out a weapon. I laughed so fucking hard when he shot Brand. <laughs> I did too. It was giving that. It was giving uh, boys in the hood. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you thought he was about like, something like? I think he had um, a techno organic virus too. I was looking at some of the shit he was pulling out of the portal. I was like, that's a techno. That's a techno organic virus. He said, "Oh, it's a uh, an ooze of like." Micro, uh, micro tech. And I was like, yeah, like a techno organic virus. He just flooded the city with it. He has some weird shit in there. That's kind of frightening. Uh, Uranus does give me dark side vibes. I, I really didn't get like a, I didn't get a Thanos comparison. <laughs> and it's because I was talking to Giannis about this as well because I was reacting with him. Um, the situation with Uranos and Thanos is Thanos is supposed to be our like allegory for Darkseid, but I was like, he never fit 
because Thanos is too playful about everything. He takes things too much of a joke. He cracks jokes. He makes fun of things. He's jovial. And I think the Eternals is the closest that I ever seen him come to being terrifying, which is like how he addresses like death is an art form. He's an artist. And you see his eternal machinery in his head, kind of. Um, like the machinery of thinking about things as I'm a set condition in this world. I function. Uh, I am, and I will go forward without apologizing for being who I am because technically I was made as a perfect reflection of what the Celestials made me to be. I don't, like, I like humans, I don't doubt my place in this world because I was designed for a very specific thing. Uranus being able to withstand Aura's like sight, I guess, because her powers revolve around legality and law. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not breaking, if you're not guilty of something, she can't judge you. Okay. And okay. because he's not, like, he was reciting the rules of the Eternal's laws. And because he's not breaking anything, literally attacking Araco isn't against their laws. Right. So he's like, I am protecting. Is, it, is the machine still functioning? Yeah. I'm attacking deviants. I ain't do shit wrong. Support men's rights and support men's wrongs. I mean, shit, that's part of his function. So. Um, there was just a lot going on all at once. Everyone was throwing shit at him. Sabunar was just like, fuck this shit. I have other duties to go take care of, luckily. Uh, <laughs> and went to the oceans. Um, yeah, like I, want, I, want, I want her head. Like, I want her now. Like, let's get it. Something I said, I want this bitch Iska drowned. <laughs> I'm going to go handle that. I've been waiting. Talk too much yang yang about my homegirl Storm. Mama's been nice to us since we get since we got this little planet. And you keep playing with my with my family. Okay, we got the we got to handle this like gentlemen. I'll see you in the ocean, boo. Subunar said, mean the uh mean elementals, we go together. We go together. That's my good sis. We married since my my ocean and her skies linked up. So I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about, but that's my bitch. Um listen, everyone loves Sabunar, everyone loves like Tuka, everyone loves Xylo. Poor Xylo. Xylo got the worst out of everyone, I think. Yeah, didn't he uh didn't he get um knocked down for like thirteen percent for thirteen percent of what he I forgot how to do Yeah, he's a cool. um he's a microorganic hive mind of insects. So basically he's also the function of like the data crystals for Kokoa. So like he memorizes everything and mm -hmm. just I guess backs it up across his insects and all that shit. You ever see Rick and Morty? And yeah. uh, the Vindicators episode, yeah. a million ants. He's a million ants. Okay, gotcha. Um, and so every ant has a memory. He cannot die as long as one insect survives. It was kind of already going to be impossible to kill him. I thought Zylo was going to survive. He did survive. And he said, um, he said, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Logan. Huh? You were so muffled. Your ear, I think your whole headset was oh, in the fucking pillow. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but I said he did save, um, he saved Lotus, didn't he? So he is still alive. 
Useless Lotus, the one I kind of feel like might not need to be on the council anymore. <laughs> yeah, that one. Very unimpressive, Lotus. <laughs> what did you do the entire fight other than make knives? He didn't even... Was he singing? He was, <laughs> like, basically they did their first ever mutant circuit um, where Lotus created um, metal for Xavier to use. Why not Mysterium? I won't. I wouldn't. I don't know. Why not create a cage around him? I don't know. There's lots of options that went down here that just weren't being prioritized or used. Um, but the gowns Lotus. weren't even beautiful. Not really. But that's Lotus's thing, right? He 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 sings. Or he like... sings. He's an Omega level like. In the same way that like Pyro can only manipulate fires, he can't make them. And the reverse, and the same thing is for Magneto. He can't make metal, but he can bend it. Uh, Lotus can create metal from music or for poetry. So whenever he speaks a poem, he can create something. Mm. Sounds stressful. That power should be more impressive than he ever thought to use it. It's kind of weird that you are like the representative of the arts and like you can't do this. I'd be embarrassed. Who's the artist we can replace Lotus with? Who likes to make art and shit? I know Pyro is uh, a romance novelist. Um, That'd be a mega level to be on a council. Yeah, but I think that the Rocky play fast and loose with the term of Omega. I think they just go, if your power is strong, like upper level limits strong, like at least close to like continent spanning, you can do it. But we haven't seen Lotus do anything close to legendary. Yeah. <laughs> think about it like this. Magneto pulled meteors out the sun that Lotus could have just made, but did. <laughs> I'm going to say on the scale of Omegas on the council, Lotus is probably at the very bottom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's at the bottom. I hate to say things like this. This is one of my girls. She's one of my girls, all right? Table Dusk, but she's not doing it. She's not doing anything. <laughs> Not doing much of any goddamn thing. And it's a shame. It's a tragedy. Zylo, you were being very generous by saving her. Honestly, if you want to fuck Lotus, you could have just said it. That is so funny. Arano's oh. being disgusted with Zylo. <laughs> oh, this is so many good things about this issue. Um... And we got so, no data pages with this issue. Yeah, it was just a lot of air shimmering, air shimmering, air shimmering. We saw where the attacks were centralized. Uh, he killed basically, Aranos killed basically a continent of, it's not a continent worth, he killed a state's worth. So the size of New Jersey uh, is the amount of people he killed. You know he also said he left some things there. I don't think his attack is done. I think he just decimated them, and it's just like 
I don't need to be here. I'm only use a certain amount of the armory and then I'm going to dip. Um, I was just stretching my arms. Winding up, if you will. I don't know. This there's just so much to love about like the itty bitty things. Cause I think we got more of these characters than we ever have seen before because we never seen them in desperation before. Um, that they, they were desperate in this issue. And it's good that they're utilizing them more in desperate situations because it's like you've never really seen you never really seen some of them put like their mutant weapon into action like that. So it was nice to see. Maybe a little work. But it was not to say. <laughs> Lactuka could have killed him, but she chose not to. Oh my What's God. in her head? What's going on, Lactuka? We got so many mysteries. <laughs> I said Lactuka is the first um, black hijabi in Marvel history. And likewise, she has so many secrets. I want Miss Lactuka on board because she really could have ended this shit. So we're not gonna talk about the Fisher King being the part of the being part of Table Night. So we guessed that though, I think. We guessed that Fisher King is well, part of I Table mean, Night. Of course we are. We're like the Simpsons of the X-Men universe. Like we always know the future. We're oracles. We see the future. We called it though. We called it weeks ago. We did call it weeks ago that he would be the one on Table Night. Now I think... we know who the other two are. I'm trying to figure out what the function of Table Night is. I suspect the function is um, in the case of laws uh, and like when the Iraqi people are decimated, Table Night rises up and they're the ones who gets their look back. I think it's a look back table. I think they do shit not by the code. Very much like um, the, the X factor of it all. It's not X Factor. It's not X Factor. It's X Force of it all. They deal with extinction level events. Okay, so I posted a very uh, comical tweet on our timeline. I wanted to say it during the show, but I want you to go look at it on our timeline, and you're welcome. What did you do, Henry? It's a fair joke. It's a fair read. So sometimes Henry just goes silent for a second, right? <laughs> yeah. And we know he's brewing some awful shit in the background. <laughs> I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, okay, well, I shade that, yeah, that, that, that shady shit. But <laughs> What did you do, sis? What did you do well? Quickly. Cause like, cause, Quickly. Like, I was like, I was like, is Lotus the Jean Grey of of the Arako mutants? Like, girl, why are you passing out? Like, who goes no one has ever gone unconscious in a battle. Like, you go unconscious and like Zyla's like, girl, let me go ahead and just put you under the ground real quick while we figure some shit out. You won't pass out. <laughs> you always passing out, sis. It's just Girl, we had so much faith in you. We had so much hope. So much hope. <laughs> you so much hope. It really is giving low blood pressure because, like, what even happened? For you? Right. He didn't even get, he didn't even like, get hit by like, that. What, like, what happened? Because I don't, I don't remember anything happening. 
I think no, I think he has something. I think that energy being from that one thing grazed his head or something, but still. No, no he, was, he was out of breath for blowing all those metal pieces to Magneto. That's why he passed out. <laughs> like that like that really aggravated me. Like, girl, stand like, up. Like, girl, you made some pipes. That's it. Right. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> right, for real. <laughs> I'm really mad oh, that this had that scene of fucking um, Aura getting punched in the eye. That's problematic. <laughs> that is a lady, <laughs> sir. But now knowing that, like, that she had it coming, I'm okay with it. Yes, he sucked the shit out of her. Mutant circuits are rare on Araco. Omega mutant circuits even more so. But what did he do? I don't know how to. I don't. I, I couldn't even. I read this. I read the scream or whatever they put that was supposed to be over the screen. I couldn't make it out, but it sounded like monkey pop. That's racist. That's racist, and I'm here for. Yeah, I'm taking out by a laser. Really, I'm trying to see like, was there something else going on? Uh, Are you missing something? I'm not laughing at that. I'm not going to look at that. I hate Vontae. Here we got the ads beat real hard. Real hard. He challenged all of us. We cannot yield nor die too quickly. This way, I fight again and take revenge for the bones laid here. I'm happy they also clarified that you don't have to kill everyone who insults you. Because Zala was like, I met no insult by this. And then he goes, I take no insult to smart to wise tactics. I was like, okay. So y'all don't just be fighting each other for no reason. Yeah, they do have sense. See, so who do we have left? Who's active? Um, Aura Serata can't fight right now. She's like critically injured, not dead though. Um, Magneto, but her ex her mutant weapon will require healing, so the giant ass eye needs to be touched up. Um, we have Xylo, who's down to just being strings, uh, very much giving Mr. Fantastic and Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> we have Xylo, whose only power is to make shit. We have Heartless uh, Magneto, and I wanted to point out that he's in his red costume. Which I'm in love. I'm in love. Some, something, something about, I don't care how many costumes Mark Magneto has had, something about the magenta and purple costume is still very scary to me. I don't know what it is. It's because it's always associated with he's about to do mm-hmm. some fuck shit. Um, I think they clarify that that's definitely the motto of the X office is whenever uh, Magneto is setting up to do some awfulness, he's going to be wearing his magenta and purple. That's his villain look when he's about to be the antagonist. I feel like this is definitely going to come down to that flaw in like even hurting the Eternals, which is if you kill the Eternal, they'll kill a human to resurrect themselves automatically. I think that's the main like counter is it'll be a vote like do we go to war with these people knowing that whenever we fight them someone has to die and I think 
what they're going to do is is definitely a situation of the Iraqo, the Rocky not giving a fuck. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's also going to come down to if Krakoa gets active and they get on the offense, like they're literally going to be breaking their laws. But it's like they're, they're not going to know that, though. It's going to like it's going to happen inadvertently. Well, I think Exodus knows. Yeah, Exodus knows, but I don't think he shared that information with everybody else on the on the council, though. You know you don't give a fuck about no, the flash scans. <laughs> right at all. He said, I was a crusader. I literally murdered people in the thousands for God. What makes you think I care about a few extra humans? Bro, I kill you. I'm really wondering about like like how did Exodus and Apocalypse respond to each other seeing each other? Because the one that's why I don't like these little retcons because like I felt like it should have been on site between them when they saw each other. Yeah, um... Well, like it's not really a retcon. It it happened. That's um that's literally straight up from that issue of from way back when. Like that happened. Um I don't remember the exact issue, but I know uh Cerebro talks about it. Um and I thought about going back to check it out, but it's it's some Avengers and X-Men crossover shit that you know we don't always dabble in because there's no black people involved outside of apocalypse. But Fundamentally, they they've been squashed. I think like they have been in other panels together, and like it just wasn't a thing. Um, so I think it's a relationship inconsistency of like everyone just going. Apocalypse is going to be some do some fuck shit, but mutant villains will just get over it for whatever thing they need to do. I know I slapped the shit out of it. That should be fine. Slap the shit out of Apocalypse if that motherfucker had me asleep for I don't know how long. He did put him, uh, put Exodus to sleep, right? Yeah, he put him yeah, in yeah, yeah. animation. So I'm like, you put me in suspended animation for thousands of years, bitch. I'm smacking the fuck out you. But I mean, Exodus had no friends, so it's not like he lost it. Well, this is true. All right, I think that's all we have for now. Oh my god, this is great. So with that, I think it's time for a circuit party. <laughs> so, oh, so, I'm, I'm taking I'm, I'm, I'm taking Showtime spot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Monte. Thank you, Monte. And for the first time, we have a suggestion for the circuit party that did not originally come from me. Uh, we, Henry, do you want to introduce it? Yes, today's circuit party, we are doing each of Beyonce's new songs for the Renaissance album, and what mutant would they be? Hold up, let me pull this album out. Are we including the Queen's remix? I've not heard the Queen's remix of... Uh... We don't have to. Um, I will say the Queen's remix is... Really I like good, it. It's, it gives pose. It gives pose. It, it sounds like a straight out of pose. At least to me. Okay, it, it, so it was, first up, we have I'm That Storm. Girl. Mm. I put that two on the nose. Hmm. 
What else the bad? The first one is the most difficult to place. Fuck. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Henry? I'm that girl. Definitely, it's Emma Frost. <laughs> I was gonna say fake was Emma Frost. Uh-uh. I was gonna say um, Alien Superstar only because that song is dipped in crack. <laughs> wow. It truly is it's like, crack. All right. I think we should just get each one. We should just go through our rundown. So, Henry, you just did a full list. I'm that girl you said was who? Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Who's cozy for you? Cozy would be uh, Blob. <laughs> who's your alien superstar? Alien superstar would be Nightcrawler. Oh, hussy, skank, whore, cuff it. <laughs> cuff it would be uh, definitely Scott Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> energy. Oh, energy is definitely um, Black Tuca. <laughs> Break my soul. Baby and Cortez. <laughs> I'll try to ask why for so many of these, but that one I need to know the answer. <laughs> because like David tried to like 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 Fabian is is Fabian is what Fabian is is excess is who Fabian thinks he is, and in the whole midst of this whole like Hickman era with Fabian Cortez. He's been that baby's been through a few things. I, and, 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 and like, like, like Fabian's almost like a like an obscure character, but like I have thought about this list. That's why I'm firing back at you so fast. All right, okay. So, church girl. Oh, um, 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 Ron Sinclair, uh, Wolfbane. Plastic off the sofa. Burgos Groove. Dazzler. Oh, that's so interesting because I thought Dazzler too. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> move. Wait, move? Um, move, yeah. Oh, 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 Jumbo Carnation. <laughs> Heated. Um, Magneto. Thick. Um, what's that bitch? Oh, Sobinar. Sorry. Sobinar? All up in your mind? Hold hold up, hold up, hold up. Sobinar got cakes, okay? Yes. Sobinar is cakey as fuck. I don't know who did the body, but Sobinar BBL (laughs) is everything. Also, asexual. Asexual reproduction all the time. Faithfully. What song are we on? Oh, All Up In Your Mind, that's definitely Jean Grey. <laughs> All Up that's... In Your Business. Right. <laughs> America Has a Problem. Uh, America Has a Problem, that will be Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Pure Honey? Oh, um... You know, that was a hard one for me because, like, my obvious answer would be, like, give it to Dark Veil. That would be my my obvious answer. Um, but I would have to say that 
pure honey will probably be Wolverine. And Summer Renaissance. Oh, Summer Renaissance is Legion. Okay, okay. Strong, strong list. Strong list. Very, very 90s oriented. Oh, yeah, that was, that was Vate, it's oh, your turn. I ain't gonna prove I'm proud of Emma, but all right. We're gonna switch the first one. My first one, I already said the storm. <laughs> uh, cozy, cozy beast, <laughs> alien superstar, Emma Frost, Coke. <laughs> All the book of sugar. All right. Uh cuff it. Cuff it. Um shit. Who do I want cuff it to be? I think I'm gonna go with um fuck. Shit, let's do um What's that bitch name? Um, let's do Ipka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, energy. Energy. Bishop. Break my soul. Break my soul. Blindfold. Church girl. Church girl. Rogue. Classic off the sofa. Classic off the sofa. Ninety silent. Ninety silent in particular. All right, Virgo's groove. Um, Virgo's groove. Oh shit. Um, damn, who could be Virgo's groove? Um. Um, I'm just throwing one out there. Can we do? Uh, is, 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 is it shade? That's the name. For who? Yeah, shade. She's like the teleporter. She's the yeah, dark the drag. The yeah, dark veil. Is it dark? Yeah. Is it dark veil? It is oh, now. Okay. Cool. Well, she can be Virgo's group. <laughs> Move. Move. Hmm. I really feel like that should be a telekinetic song. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fuck. <laughs> I'll give that to... Uh, give it to... Uh, Give it to Gene. Yeah. Gene. All right. Heated. Heated. Shit, I don't know about heated. I don't know about that one. Um mm. shit. I don't know about that one. I think um just because the name gives the sunflower. 
All right, so let's get to thick. Thick. I really want to give it to Cyclops because Cyclops do have an ass, so I'm gonna give it to him. All up in your mind. I'll do. I would say Emma, but she's already on Alien Superstar. Um, I'll do do the cuckoos. Yeah, do the cuckoos. cuckoos. For summer renaissance, the cuckoos. Summer renaissance, the cuckoos. No, no, summer renaissance. No, summer renaissance. I was actually going to put Dazzler for summer renaissance. Big bet. You said what? All right. I said big bet. All right. So I think that's all of them. I believe. Did you come back to heated? I don't fucking know about. Heat. I really don't know about heated. I'm sorry. I, I, I said sunfire, but I don't know. That's probably a sucky choice. <laughs> all right. All right, Jimmy. Okay. You ready, Keegan? Yes, I am. I'm that girl. I'm that girl, Sinister. You are such a bad mm. <laughs> Uh Cozy. Uh Bobby, Iceman. <laughs> why? Okay, I gotta ask why, Bobby. All right, so it's that groove that very much gives um white twink uh doing cocaine in the middle of a crowded bar. With stream lights and like <laughs> low key wearing a jock strap, so you can bottom bottom in the middle of the uh, dance floor. Energy at the start. <laughs> okay. Uh, alien superstar. Lactuka. Cuff it. Cuff it. All right. So that's the difficult one that I had. Um, I'm. I was trying to think of people who are dangerously dangerous lovers um, that would fit into that. Uh, but also remember that I grew up during the Academy X era and the new X-Men. So Cuffit was giving me Prodigy. Okay, energy. Energy? Um, I'm going to have to say that that was our girl Sage. Hmm. Break my soul. Break my soul? I wanted this song to be someone who's a character that helps define like perseverance, but also freedom. Uh, Break My Soul with Storm. Church Girl. Church Girl Quana. Real Asian Psylocke? Real Asian Psylocke, Quana. Yep. I almost said Oya, but then I was like, who's more like the reserved one character trying to find her freedom and like breaking free? I was like, right now it's Quana. It was a close second to Oya, though. Fair. Uh, plastic off the sofa. Plastic off the sofa. Gambit. Virgo's groove. 
Virgo's Groove, and this is also a difficult one because this song is a dance bop, but I said Dazzler. Girls here, roller skates and everything. That's why I said that. Like, like, first, like, like old school blue makeup, Gemini holograms looking dazzler from back in the day. Exactly. I, it just fits. I can see her doing a whole light show to Virgo's Groove. Everyone is doing right. a fucking light show to Virgo's Groove. It was everything. Um, move. Move, uh, Kitty Pride. Heated. Heated, um, Phoenix Jean in particular. Thick. Thick. This is Emma Frost all the way through. This song is all about getting money and your shit getting bigger. Everything you got getting bigger. And like with Emma Frost in particular, it's either telepathic delusion or it's a BBL. I know, that's right. Uh, all up in your mind. All up in your mind? Okay. So I had a list of telepaths for the song. <laughs> um, but I think fundamentally that the telepath of the song is most about is the one who would most likely abuse their telepathy. Um, I did not want to say Kid Omega because he's not that cunt. He is not that girl. and He can't serve. However, I think that this would have to be... I'm stalling because I still did not make my mind about who it would be all up in your mind. Um, but it has to be the person who abuses his telepathy the most, and it's Xavier. Ooh. <laughs> America has a problem. Magneto. Pure Honey. Celine. Uh, Summer Renaissance. Might be a little controversial, this one. This one might be a little controversial. Uh, but I had Rachel Summers. Wow. Wow. Summer Renaissance. <laughs> Particularly that era when she was Summer wearing like the Marvel Girl costume. She was going by Marvel Girl and she was running around starting beats with Emma Frost and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was. That, that was an error. That was an error. She was, she was like, beefing with Emma, like... Okay. For no reason. Rachel daddy. always yeah. beefing with someone who's the leader of the team for no fucking reason. It's like, fucking chill, girl. She has a problem with authority, that's for sure. When she called Storm a dither, I would never forget that shit. I was like, that was racially coded. <laughs> okay, Ascani. But those are all yeah. my people. That was fun. How did I do? You did great. I'm mad Showtime missed out on this. <laughs> if he would have some shady shit, like I'm trying to... I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I think um, I think Showtime's list would be highly controversial, to be honest. Yes. All right, so I think that's all we have for this week. Good job, yes. gentlemen. Great um, show. What's on the docket for next week? Oh, shit. Wait. Oh, no, I can't look at that because the fucking stupid X-Men books are still out of fucking order. We ask and this question every week. <laughs> we I don't know why it is every episode that we ask this question and no one... Why is no one ready? Why is no one ready? <laughs> Every episode, like, oh, what books are coming we out next know. week? We never is Meryl Streep a mutant? Did she know that she ate down when she did that line? <laughs> that, was, that was a moment in Delaware Prom that, like, really stuck because, like, I felt her exhaustion. It's, like, it's really hard, in my point of view, to watch movies and people do exhaustion well. 
And without it being physical, but like mental exhaustion is really hard to pull off. And she did mental exhaustion well. So why is no one ready? It's just like they wasted your fucking time. Like I could be with my daughters right now. Like right. I could be having a steak. That steak looked delicious. So we have Axe Judgment Day number two. Mm-hmm. Um, we have my computer, my phone just said. Wait, what is that? Uh, uh, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh God, keep going. No, oh, oh, that's it. Oh, uh, so are we not doing the Miss Marvel and Wolverine? We gonna skip that? We're skipping that. Okay. And what about that? We're what, too good. What about the what about the Black Panther number eight? Since Storm is in that, we gonna skip that too. Well, well the, the rule of thumb is always if it's incontinuity. Okay. Uh, I mean, they broke up last oh, issue. Yeah. And like, she cussed him out. She cussed him out when they had that uh, an X-Men raid number three. She, cussed she him was out. like, listen, I'll always be in the Black Panther comics. This one fall call away because now my storyline is, is incomprehensibly intermingled with whatever you got going on from now until the end of Marvel as a company. But we just not dating right now or until, like, you know, another black man wants us to be together. I mean, we can discuss. Well, okay, let's say this. Let's do this. We'll read Miss Marvel Wolverine. Well, I'll say that. We can decide individually if we want to read Miss Marvel Wolverine. I'm definitely going to read it because it is because like they have Storm on the cover in her current look, not her old. Like everybody's in an updated current looks, so I don't know how much in continuity this will be, but it's still a Wolverine book. Oh, yeah. And hey, you know sometimes <laughs> they like to add pe- uh, certain characters on the cover to get people to buy it, especially if it's their favorite. Especially yeah. if it's their favorite. That's how they jump. That's how they pull you in. <laughs> The only thing I can imagine ever making an exception for it is the Gambit book, and that's mostly just because they seem to be feeding the uh, they seem to be feeding the Storm fans. Right, I didn't read the Gambit book. How is it? It's like a lot more Storm than it is Gambit. That was just, that was during that time when they first met, and she was regressed as a child, and that's like. You know their adventures that they went on, so I'm pretty sure that they're they're definitely gonna feed us with that. Because you know, Claremont, Claremont now, loves she, Storm, and not just that. It's also like her character. It's showing like the early days of Storm right now. It's just like holding back. They're like she's um, she's speaking like mystery of languages because she knows so many. And like as a kid, her language is just lied mm-hmm. into each other. And so I like that aspect of her character. Like she's speaking like, oh, I'm speaking uh, Swahili right now. And then she's like, like he speak, like Gambit goes, like, can you pick one language, like real quick? I, can only, I need to understand you, and like you are speaking so many. Yeah, like I didn't, um, I didn't, like that's the first time I've not picked up a uh, uh, X book in like ever. Like I usually pick up everything, but I was like, I am not a big Gambit fan, and I'm not interested in Baby Storm. I'm not gonna read this but i i wish them all the best beautiful wonderful spectacular games um yeah that's what i was gonna give that's why i really wasn't interested in like wasting my money on that but they're bringing back a shock egg 
So <laughs> Shaki is gonna visit Storm in a vision or something. So I might check that out. Ashaki hasn't been featured in a comic since like 2007. Hmm. So it's worth checking out a little bit, but I don't know if we're going to cover it. I might just do a quick recap. But honestly, I'm happy that we're only reading um, Judgment Day next week because honestly, that last run of comics hurt these pockets a little bit. <laughs> they hurt my pockets every week. Like, I like spend anywhere between $25 to $60 a week on comic books. And not only because, like, I'm buying regular issues, I'm also buying variant covers to sell in the future if there's another pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see what's going on for DC Comics, because I am, they do have some stuff coming out that I do like to check out. Um, like, I'm currently trying, I'm currently reading Fables, because they brought Fables back, and it's a comic book about, like, what if the fairy tale characters were real, inspired once upon a time, Literally, it was fucked up, um, but ABC bought the rights to uh, Fables just so that they can't be sued for making Once Upon a Time. Oh, shit. Yes, they had the film and television rights, and so they just did that. It was really fucked up because their Telltale game did really well, and so they could have been set up to launch like a really good film film situation, and they just couldn't. And it's, you know, Snow White's a bitch, like a major bitch, like Emma Frost levels a bitch. Oh, wow. oh, we have Black Adam coming out next week, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm not reading any of those. Black bad. Adam is kind of good. Christopher Priest knows how to write. I was debating on getting those, but I, I am also reading The Death of the Justice League currently. I am reading that. And I'm still reading Future State Gotham, which I kind of think Are you reading, um, Are you reading um, Dark Crisis, Henry? Oh, that's what I think about Dark Crisis. That's the word I'm looking for, not Death of the Justice League. I am reading oh, okay. Dark Crisis. I was, I was going to say, because I, um, I know the Death of the Justice League was in the Justice League comics. I didn't know if he was reading on Dark Crisis, though. Yeah, I am reading Wait. Dark Crisis. It is actually I was looking at the wrong week. Batgirl's coming out next week. Um, a lot of Batman books, that's always the case. Blood Syndicate is dropping. However, I watched the uh, the Milestone documentary on HBO Max, and it made me feel really bad that I'm not t- touching any of these, these uh, Milestone books, and I'm not going to continue. I'm continuing not uh, touching these because I don't like the writer for them. That's fair. That's how I feel about Nubia. I like the writer. I don't like the artist. Jeffrey Thorne. You know what you did, girl. Uh, <laughs> you can ask me, wasn't that like a year or two ago? I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I do not care. Nubia's being, that cover, I know who did the cover for Nubia coming up, Queen of the Amazons. I might check it out. Nubia's a good read. I just like the art. The art does not excite me whatsoever. It, like, I like really all the Wonder it. Woman books are good. I just, again, agree with y'all. The art um, and they're doing the Young Richard, Justice comic, right? Oh, wait, 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 about like, wait, you talk about like, uh, Teen Justice? No, it's Young Justice from the uh, TV show Targets. Oh, I saw, I read, well, not read, I I peeked through the first issue, and it's a bunch of like, in continuity, not on a TV show stories in the same animation style, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, oh, yeah, they do that all the time with um with Young Justice, they will, like, even the video game is canon. 
The video game is canon. The side comics from way back when are canon. Uh, that's when they introduced Calderano's backstory is in there. They also show what happened for Calderon to leave the team when he did to join Black Manta. Uh, it was like, they show, like, it was Cal- Clarion did some shit, one big spell, and because Tula was a sorceress, she was the only one who can go in and re- reverse it and it killed her. But the effort, she had to sacrifice herself. And that's in the comic book. That's what made it. Or that's in that's the, the video game. What's what what uh platform was that on? I think it was PlayStation. One of the PlayStation. They did like it was a multi-platform uh game. You know, it's really standard. Very much if you played um, X Men Legends back in the day, a dope ass uh-huh. game. You will recognize the format. I need them to put X Men Legends back on the PlayStation Store because that game. Was never ever tired. It wasn't, and I really feel like I really feel like they can go ahead and remaster that. Yeah, they really should. X Men Legends Three, you know, uh, throw it into Krakoa. You know, I'll I'll fight Orcus. It was a really, it was a really solid game. It really was, but I will have to I will have to say the first one I think. I don't know. The second one had more character. It was good. It had more characters, but the first one, you couldn't beat the first one. The first one had a great plot. Um, one last message to our followers. Uh, if you're white, know your role. Don't just be tweeting shit. You will get blocked. Yeah, we had to block somebody as a family this morning. We're not going to say their names. We're not giving them any clout. Um, this is a black queer podcast. Only we have power here. Yeah. We decided by by council that this person is to be blocked. So yeah, like if you um, are white, stay in same place. Because we we fight. Um, we fight. My, my... We do. Yes, we take all challenges, and most of those challenges are as union. Uh, so if you don't get jumped, figure it out. That's um. Hard. Also, my heart goes out to the black creators who are in debt after Triller scammed them. Um, if it sounds too good to be true and they're not really a well-known company, don't fuck with them. Uh, I hate to be the person who says that. I really do, you know. But if you don't know what's happening, go check it out. There's lots of creators talking about the, uh, the scam. But, you know, we all stand together uh, as digital black creators and get your shit, sue them. Own the company. Take Chiller's name. And that's all I have for today. All right. So until next week, uh, make, make great decisions. Zip it up and zip it out. And wash your hands. Thank you.